Welcome to It's No Secret, a podcast for Kiwis who want their money questions answered. Ready, steady, go. This podcast will answer the money questions you may or may not have on your mind. We'll talk to real Kiwis and share truths about our own financial lives. Both the successes and the failures. Because the truth is, there is no secret to achieving financial freedom. Hello and welcome to It's No Secret. Today on the podcast, Kat and I will be taking a look at 2021, how we went financially, whether our net worth has changed and by how much, and which changes we've made throughout the year. A financial check-in heading into 2022, if you will. This will also be the last of our live weekly podcast episodes for 2021. We'll be running a summer series with a few shorter retrospective episodes of the first few weeks of Jan as we take a well-deserved break. I cannot wait. Yes. <laughs> Hello, summer. Being yeah. able to leave Auckland. Yes. What are your so plans, Kat? good. Um, we're actually up? going to Queenstown for four days over the near period, which I'm really looking forward to. Driven, I would say, from a, well, mildly budget conscious decision if we had a voucher to go to a restaurant <laughs> which then required us to obviously book a whole holiday there so you know didn't really work out on the like saving money scale but still um we wanted to make the opportunity of being able to use that so yeah nice. what about you that guys does not sound like it's breaking even with no the, the vouchers and the flights and <laughs> no shush <laughs> yeah, shake it off. Yeah. Um, what are we doing? We are going to Wellington and then Nelson to Golden Bay, which will be super fun. But our kind of holiday away is Queenstown as well in February yes. for Waitangi weekend. So that'll be so nice. Yeah. So good. Yes. So, so good. Wait. Well, really looking forward to today's episode because. Um, I, yeah, I think when we suggested this, we were like, oh, but then as you actually start going through the process and running through the steps, right, there's like quite a few learnings and like aha moments and like, oh, I forgot about that thing or that I did this yeah, Yeah, throughout the year. So it's been really fun. Um, And as we go through today, we're going to run through the steps that we took so that should you, the lovely listeners of the show, wish to review (laughs) your financial year, you can follow the same type of approach. So what are we going to talk through? Essentially... As we always say, you have to start with your goals because, which I think is going to be quite funny as a lot of pop calling the kettle black on this topic with this time today. But um, basically, you know, you want to recap on like, what did you actually set out to achieve in the first place? Um, So Christine, do you want to maybe give us a couple of highlights for you? And then without sharing your answers yet, what would you rate your level of success, say out of 10? Yes. Okay. So my goals for this year, I don't actually have any sort of like, monetary goals and that I want to have XYZ amount of money at the end of the year. But I did subconsciously have the goals that I wanted to start regularly um, contributing to my investment portfolio. I'd been a bit ad hoc before that. So that was one. Mm. And then, yeah, to like really make it a non-negotiable thing. And then I also wanted to get back into investing in myself. So hadn't done the whole personal development thing. And if you've listened to the podcast already, you know that that happens. Yes. Yeah, but you've been consistent with that throughout the whole year, right? Yeah, yeah, so I, I think, think that's probably a really good win. Yeah, I jumped on the train and kind of didn't get off, yeah. uh, which I think happens a lot with personal development. Um, so yeah, how I guess on the basis of that, how I would rate my success, I'm going to say around a seven. And okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. We'll get into yeah, that. Yeah. I won't give any context until we come back to it. Okay, good. <laughs> How good, about good. you? Well, interestingly enough, not dissimilar to you and in a total contradiction to my usual advice, I set no goals at the start of 2021. I actually found on my phone 
like a random note that I'd obviously started on my iPhone at the start of the year around some goals and they were so bullshit. I had actually deleted the note. I was like, what was I thinking? I clearly was just not in a very good headspace to be thinking about that sort of stuff. And I'm going to say that it probably was to do with the fact that I had just like a ton of fatigue after 2020 and I just was like, I can't really be bothered. Um, So what I did put down was – I guess there was kind of like two major ones, um, which I knew was on the cards, but I didn't quite know how they were going to play out. So for 2021, um, I wanted to get a pay rise, which was quite a major pay rise for me being from, I guess, like the startup wage to kind of like market rate salary, which was awesome. Um, But then that was also offset with Luke earning no money. So, you know, (laughs) Um, and so the main goal we had was really turning our like state of surviving into like thriving, um, which sounds a bit cheesy, but I felt like we had come off 2020, like barely managing to kind of financially get through that going down to one income and had like, you know, done a lot of things to kind of get ourselves to that point. And I just didn't want to put the pressure on myself of like setting all this stuff right when I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. So considering I had no goals to kind of mark myself against (laughs) and then knowing where we are now, I would probably rate my level of success, like a nine out of 10. However, when I was going through this exercise, I think it would have actually benefited myself no matter what headspace I was in to actually have set some things down because mm-hmm. as we kind of go through, like you do really make the most of all situations, right, yeah. when you probably least expect it. And there's some been some things that have worked out really well in our favour, but I guess along the year it's a lot harder to – when you're at a crossroads or you have like a decision point to make that involves money, if you have a goal to refer back on – you can be guided by that. Whereas when you don't, you know, you kind of, and so I feel a little bit like we've ended up in a good place, which we'll obviously talk through now, but that's kind of a little bit by chance. And probably the fact that we are both very naturally goal-driven people. Whereas if that wasn't our natural inclination, it may have gone in the opposite direction. Yeah. Yeah. That completely makes sense. It actually makes me think about that's, I'm at the starting point of only just setting some goals now. So I, I actually don't have a year's worth of like yeah. reflection, which we'll talk about soon. But it is that thing that you have nothing to compare to. So how do you know if yes. you're making progress? Yeah, exactly. And how do you know? I mean, you know, to like so many people have come on the show and been like the whole I thing with finances, like often it's around making sacrifices for something else or for mm. something better. So how do you know what to choose or what to sacrifice in that point mm-hmm. of time if you don't have goals that you're working towards? Because you need something bigger to be working towards to be able to say no to instant gratification now. You so, need that purpose for your money. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that's that's the starting point. I would encourage everyone to obviously think about your goals at the start of the year and if you don't have them, use this as like a time to, I guess, do a reset and figure out what you want to maybe achieve for next year mm-hmm. I think the other thing that's worthwhile mentioning was there any unexpected hurdles along the way and originally I was like just think of hurdles as negatives but then I'm like no hold on there are also positive hurdles like there are things that happen you know in your financial life that come out of left field that you're like oh my gosh that was actually really great so <laughs> yeah. Christine yeah. did you have anything that happened along the year either positive or negative that you obviously didn't expect going into the start of this year yes um so I'll try not to go too ranty but yeah <laughs> Ran away. <laughs> um, okay, so I've got here my wins. Are the first one is for those of you who don't know, I'm a US um, tax or oh, citizen rather, and so I have to pay double tax in the US, which I only just found out this year. 
So if um, anyone in the, what is it, the IRS, please do not contact me. <laughs> I paid my taxes. <laughs> so it turns out I actually need to be paying those taxes since I was 18. I'm 26 now. And um, I initially, the first quote that I got was that it was going to be around six to 8,000 US dollars to backdate all of those. But mm-hmm. I took my time in finding another person and um, I ended up saving about 5K US. So I've got it down to 1,000, which is a big saving. Yeah. Um, so super stoked. That's like the classic loyalty tax thing of do your homework yes. and search around because you probably can find a better deal and it yep. could actually <clears throat> significantly impact your cash flow, right? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So then second one is I was fortunate enough to get a salary increase of 14% year on year, which definitely helps the cash flow again, yes. which is great. Yeah. Overall vibes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I invested, <laughs> this is hard to say, almost $10,000 in myself. Um, but yeah. So on that, actually, a note but I will you put add. that as a win. Yeah, it is a win because I think, you know, it's a big thing to invest that amount of money in yourself. Mm. And you, like as we talked before about you can't really see the impact of that yet. So it yep. could pay dividends in the future. Yes. Um, I almost doubled my KiwiSaver balance from 17500 to 33000 which is awesome. My student loan is also a third of what it was this time. Oh, actually in April. So that was not that long ago. And I worked out that it's going to be six months to now pay off um, my student loan, which is currently sitting at 2900 Amazing. Yeah, without additional repayments. So that was super exciting. And in terms of the not-so-favorable challenges, I think one that we often don't talk about is the sacrifice the sacrifices that you mm-hmm. need to make in order to have those um, gains. And yep. one of them for us, is, for Ollie and I this year, was our living situation. So we chose to live with other flatmates rather than living in our, or firstly mm-hmm. buying a home or living in our own place. And yep. um, yeah, that while it's been great, and I'm obviously very grateful to my sister if she's listening, <laughs> it's hard to put a price on the impact that that yep. can sometimes have in having your own calm and all that kind of stuff. So yes. that was one. Yes, And then... Yeah, a challenge has also been wanting to increase my income through side hustles and things. And on the back of finishing up with One Up, One Down, um, which was a side hustle business that I had um, prior to starting with Colonel, um, yeah, you really start to question what's the balance mm. that I'm looking for and, mm. you know, what how much is increasing my cash flow really worth it and are there other ways that I could possibly do that rather than necessarily yeah. just taking more hours in the day really to drive that. Yes. So um, that was one. And then the unplanned tax bill, as I said, mm-hmm. despite saving money on that, it was unexpected and will also continue to be a yearly expense from now. So yep. not a huge fan of that. <laughs> and then last one is the challenge of staying focused on Ollie and I's goals. So the property FOMO has really been real this year and mm-hmm sitting here now and thinking should we have bought a house back then based on what the property prices have done I think you know we can't really sit here and say that and we're glad that we didn't because we don't have the quote-unquote burden of a debt of debt but it is something that you think about regularly yeah yeah Yeah. but yeah so So many good reflections (laughs) I know I know oh my goodness okay and we're going to dig into some of those things because I know we're going to kind of give a bit of a recap on like what those total numbers look like and what has been good contributing factors so we will come back to that yeah love that um so wins or I guess positive things that we've had is we renovated and sold an investment property at the start of this year which I've talked about before on the show which 
enabled us to put money aside for our own renovations and also buy shares in Kernel as a business. Um, That wasn't something that was on the cards coming into 2021. That was just a decision that was made throughout the year. So really keen that we did that. Mm -hmm. Um, We ended up taking Luke's redundancy payment from Air New Zealand. So without kind of getting into the nitty gritty, he had the choice to be furloughed or have redundancy, which have very similar outcomes, just that one pays you money and one does not. And there was a few like trade-offs with that. The main one being that when he eventually returns to Air New Zealand, he starts at the bottom of the salary band. He doesn't re-enter at the salary band that he was on at the time. And we just, I've put it as a positive hurdle because we hadn't planned on having that money, but then throughout the year we decided that actually we would prefer to have that money on our balance sheet rather than in New Zealand's balance sheet and just deal with the mm, fact that he may have a, you know, like ultimately it's going to impact our future cash flow, but so was him not having a job. So yeah. I don't look at it as like a super negative. Um, and also I guess he was not necessarily at like such a seniority and senior pay scale that it would be life-changing for us you know like if he was a super senior captain earning 300k he probably doesn't want to re-enter on (laughs) $80,000 I get that but that wasn't that wasn't our reality so um there was that um and we also had two family members that owed us money pay us back so that feels really good not only I think for I'm guessing them not to want to talk (laughs) on their behalf but you know I think just looking at like our balance sheet before it just felt really good to me that you know, we don't owe anyone money within our family and no one owes us money. And I think that kind of cleanliness in a, after a year of like everything being quite messy was really nice for me. Um, and also, you know, there are those, they are those types of debts that you never want to have to call back. Like you want to give that person the time to pay it in their own time kind of thing. Um, and so it was just nice that they were then able to do that without us having to kind of put the pressure on. So that was cool. Negative hurdles were a family member um, closed a business this year, which was really sad that we had shares in. And whilst I am not at all sad about the financial loss, which kind of is a bit ridiculous, is like more the, it's real weird. Like I've actually, I think I was more upset about Luke losing his job than we were about that. But I think, you know, going into any kind of business, particularly a family business, you know the risks or you should know the risks. And so whilst that did wipe a few hundred thousand dollars off our balance sheet, it is what it is. And, you know, like we're just really glad that the person running the business is like now in a really good place about it. And, you know, there was no kind of like negative outcomes. It was all done really professionally and, mm. you know, in a like love, uh, as lovely a way as closing a business could, <laughs> yeah. could entail. Yeah. Um, and then the other negative hurdle I've had is just life hurdles. So obviously we had a miscarriage at the start of the year, which kind of put a spanner in the works, I guess, around our general financial plan because we had been working towards having a baby, um, which, you know, then resulted in me needing to like spend more money on therapy post <laughs> such, such life stress. We should have laughed about that. <laughs> I know we shouldn't. But no, to be fair, I guess the financial impact of that was we probably had a few little spending blowouts after that mm. in a good way because I guess there were things that, you know, like I really heavily invested in like our health and well-being and yeah. like my skincare and all that kind of stuff post that because I just felt that that was something that was going to help me get through mm. that shitty situation which it did and obviously that cost money but I just reconciled the fact that like 
it is what it is. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't put a price yourself. exactly, yeah. <laughs> and you can't put a price on happiness. So, yeah. um, that was probably, I guess, the main kind of negative hurdles that we didn't really, obviously, encounter. So, before we jump into kind of talking through, I guess, some updates on our balance sheets and what we look at when we're calculating our net worth and things that we have changed this year, I just wanted to put some context around 2021 <laughs> before yeah. we start reviewing because yeah. I felt it would be somewhat remiss to like not acknowledge yeah. what has maybe happened in the world that would have a material impact on obviously both of us going through this exercise. So yeah. there's lots of other things, but here are my highlights. So we had like <laughs> COVID 2.0, which I'm sure everyone is well aware of. In Auckland, we spent 107 days in full lockdown. And I have estimated that for Christine and I in the business that we're in, we probably spent... 150 days working from home, which is 57% of the working year. So that's really hard when, you know, thinking about the fact that you guys are in a house with flatmates, that's really challenging. We both have like quite high pressure jobs. Um, I had almost the opposite scenario where my husband was not working and was making like three course meals, but also like borderline having a mental life crisis. So, you know, and I bought a coffee machine. Exactly. You did. And I paid it off during that lockdown. Exactly. So like there were pluses and minuses, but, but that happened. Um, interest rates have started rising, which I'm sure is no surprise to everyone, but obviously this impacts us both on the home loan side for me, but then also in the positive for you and I, because I know we have high interest savings accounts, which is great that they're currently at a high rate. Um, inflation is rising. And I think with that, like life at the moment, particularly coming out of lockdown feels quite expensive. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this obviously plays out in different ways for different people, but the most real example for us right now is We are trying to finalize some home renovations on our house in the next couple of months. And these are things that we've previously gotten quotes on. So, you know, going back to the exact same provider that we had a quote from them, you know, in January of this year Mm -hmm. and getting re-quoted on the exact same piece of work and everything's gone up like $2,000, you know, and they're like material, you know, I'm talking about, yeah, like I think we're trying to put in a staircase in our house and, you know, the cost of the actual staircase has gone from like 5k to 7.5k. Yeah. And that's on everything then that's expensive. Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. So that's, I guess, like one tangible effect of how it's probably playing out for us. But I feel like as well for a lot of other people, there are just little things, right, that at mm. the moment it just feels like an expensive time. I think for me, this is probably sounds ridiculous, but going to the grocery store and coming out with one bag and that's like $50 or I whatever. Know. And you're like, how did I spend that much money on some veggies? I know, <laughs> I know. Oh, it can be can quite anyone relate? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure everyone can relate. Yeah. Oh. Um, um, and then I thought I'd just mention, I guess, the markets, right? Because we do talk about investing and we are going to talk about our investments in this overall review. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if like people know the context of this, but the New Zealand share market this year has actually been really flat. So it had a very early peak in 2021. If you look at the NZX20 index, it had its high on the 8th of January and the year-to-date return has been negative 2.4%. So over that period of time since the 8th of Jan, that high, it's kind of been up and down and what we would generally call pretty flat ending slightly negative. Um, Compared to the global markets, if you look at the global 100, which is 
100 basically largest companies globally. That index started the year at 1,886 and has risen to date to just over 2,500, which is a 33.46% year-to-date return. So steadily basically risen over the whole 12 months, which is very different to New Zealand. Mm. Talks a lot to the whole idea of diversification and the fact that, you know, no one economy does best every year, year on year. Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess without kind of going into the details of the investment stuff, um, I felt that that was just relevant context to be like, well, I know that we both have our investments. (laughs) Yeah. And we both have our investments like spread over multiple economies and both NZ and globals. But, you know, if you are going through this exercise and you have predominantly one or the other, it's worthwhile looking at that, right, to see mm-hmm. like, well, what has that market done in the context of the whole year and other things rather than just looking at like my portfolio in isolation and being like that was good or bad. Yeah, definitely. We had actually a really good chat about this right before recording the podcast <laughs> because Kat and I have both gotten quite different like returns re- over, the last, yeah. over the last year. Yeah. Yeah, which I'm sure we can, we'll get into. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. So I guess you know, going back to you, Christine, and putting you in the hot seat first. You have rated your success at seven out of ten. Yes. So I'm interested to know, you know, knowing some of the details you talked about and your wins around, obviously, like salary increase, KiwiSaver increasing, and also making a significant dent in your student loan and that being paid off super soon. Mm-hmm. What what were your, I guess, your highlights from like tracking your net worth? And also I should probably ask, is this the first time that you've done this in terms of a year to year thing? And like, yeah. Yeah. Take us through it. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, yeah. So this is the first time I've done this reflection. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, I don't actually have a full year. I've only got from April 4th to yep. today, which is roughly eight months. And so in that time, my net worth has increased by 23.5,000, which mm-hmm. is a 44% increase, which I think is pretty good. Yes. <laughs> in eight months. Yes. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And, and that is also not including the personal development spend. So yep. I spent exactly $9,375 mm-hmm. um, on therapy and coaching, mm-hmm. <laughs> which if I included that in my net worth um, growth, that would be 32000 and eight hundred seventy-five dollars in eight yeah. months, so that's pretty good. It's really good. Yeah, and obviously, I don't know what that increase is. Probably should have yeah. figured it out, but I'm going to imagine it's maybe like fifty percent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the contributing factors to getting me to that point, I would say, is number one, regularly investing. That's absolutely hundred percent the thing. Mm-hmm. Because if I actually think about it, in the last eight months, I haven't increased my income. And so Mm, I've just moved my money from savings to investing, really. So that's I've decreased my emergency fund and um, put more money into investing. So for context, I had way too much of my emergency fund. (laughs) You did, looking at this number, I'm like, hmm. I had roughly 18 grand, but that was also partially because I was keeping money for my tax. Yes, I think that. Which makes sense. Yeah, but now that I haven't had to spend as much, I've shifted 10,000 of that into investing. Investing. Yeah. Um. So now I'm at eight thousand with my emergency fund. Mm-hmm. So I think that has been a big one. And then shuffling around. I mean, 
shuffling around my investments to be a bit more consolidated, I wouldn't say that that has had a huge material impact in terms of the value, but yeah. just having clarity over where my money is. So, Can I ask on that? Would you yeah. say that having done that would has made it easier for you to stick on, say, your auto-invest plan because yeah. you kind of, I guess, have gone through the exercise of like reviewing your portfolio and being like, these are the funds I'm happy with for my core allocation and now I can just like throw money into that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. There's so I just – I don't have to think about it as much. There's and, no admin, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think it also becomes a lot easier, yeah, to track having it all in one place. And it's yeah. really easy to, you know, print out an investment report like we did before mm-hmm. based on one portfolio rather than or one platform rather yeah. than multiple. Yeah. So I think there is really a benefit to consolidating. Um, yes. Yeah. And then just having not having to calculate different returns and things like that. Yeah. So um, out of interest, yes. which direct shares did you keep? Because I see oh. here you oh. have now predominantly index funds, but you also are doing clearly some core satellite <laughs> and you've got yeah. some satellite shares. Yeah. So. Yes. Okay. So my, the satellites that I have, I have, I started investing in cryptocurrency. Okay. I forgot yep. to actually mention that. That's true. It's a very minor amount. So I yep. only have a thousand dollars in there or something and mm-hmm. it's, it's grown to 1,200 or something like that. Yeah. So that's one. And then the shares that I've kept are Teladoc and Mm. Square. So those two, yeah, I just am kind of interested in. And I also, they're not in the um, kernel fund. So it's like, yeah, I did have double up in the individual shares. So I've sold those out and moved them over to kernel. Mm -hmm. And then also actually on that note, looking at like my kernel funds versus my um, KiwiSaver, Mm. I also had some Apple shares, Mm -hmm. which is in both of Global 100 and the KiwiSaver. And so perhaps if you are looking to consolidate or rebalance or things like that in this next year, having those things side by side. Yeah. 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 So, oh, and then I think... The last thing I'd say is, like you said before, I've decreased my student loan from six thousand two hundred mm-hmm. to two thousand nine hundred, mm-hmm. um, and I've got a six month runway to pay that off now, which is awesome. Yeah, and then I doubled my KiwiSaver basically um, from seventeen thousand to thirty three. So that Woo-hoo! was so good. Yeah, so good. Yeah, and just the last one quickly. Yes. And this is going to sound ridiculous, but I was um, emailing Ruth at the Happy Saver because yeah. based on a blog that she posted and it was talking about just like planning for expenses. This mm. is the, kind of the first year in my life that I've ever actually preempted costs. Mm. So things like... With like a sinking fund kind of mentality, you mean? Yeah. Like being like, I might need $2,000 for this thing, so I'm going to contribute a regular yeah. amount every month so yeah. that I have it in December. Yeah. So I, I split up my auto invest, um, yeah. or sorry, or AP to be yeah. like slightly less investing and then sum into my savings to plan for Christmas expenses and for our um, Queenstown trip and then also Mm -hmm. like a new car and it's the first time that I've never been stressed about it whereas so good I was like this is such a win and I think it really does somehow it must contribute to the net worth surely (laughs) definitely definitely yeah amazing thanks so much for listening everyone so we don't overwhelm you with too many numbers and too much chat about the year that has been we've actually split this episode into two so be sure to carry on listening um we're dropping it in a few days if you want any resources that we've talked about today feel free to head over to the website it's no secret.co.nz forward slash 32 um to find out more and you can also follow us on the ground at it's no secret NZ.